You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Welcome, Welcome to the Smoking Word. Welcome to the Smoking Word. What's up? What's up, everybody? Before we start this podcast, I want to announce those shows. If you haven't heard, motherfucking hardcore is back. Madball, we will be playing Friday, June 25th in um, Hamden, Connecticut. Saturday, June 26, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. And Sunday, June 27th, at one of my favorite clubs in Reading, Pennsylvania, at Club Reverb. Go get those tickets now and come out and party with us. It's time to celebrate the return of that hardcore music and lifestyle and that state of mind. So come out and party, get those tickets. And um, but um, the smoking word podcast is always brought to you by CasaTheRock.com. That's my merch store. You know the motherfucking deal. We got fucking all T-shirts, $21. We got some shorts. We got a lot of new shit coming out for the summer, so stay tuned. I know I've been saying it, but we're just waiting on a couple new items to drop. And um, so keep keep your eyes open for that. And um, make everybody, my Patreon family, listen. I can't say it enough, but mad love to Every single one of you's out there because because of you motherfuckers, we're going to invest in this show and we're going to take this shit to another level. We've been editing a lot of video for Smoking Word TV and um, it's going to get lit. If um, you already been seen, if you're a patron, you've been seeing a little bit of the previews. We're about to drop something. By the time you hear this podcast, we're going to already have a bunch of new shit on. So um, but shout out to all my patrons. If you want to invest in the show. I say this every episode, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it a couple more times for you. Dinosaurs. Patreon is a way you can invest in this show. We got four tiers of things. Basically, for two dollars, five dollars, you invest in the show. You, you get exclusive videos, backstage shit, all types of cool shit you get to that everybody else doesn't get. And everything goes back into the show to keep the show going, because I don't know if you heard, but um microphones ain't free and all that good shit, but we make it happen no matter what. Shout out to everybody on Patreon and everybody subscribing. Even if you're not a patron, you need to subscribe. We got to let the forces that be know that we out here. So our podcast get thrown in the mix with all the big boys. You know what I mean? So make sure Patreon on the patreon.com slash the smoking word. And, um, also, um, follow me at Hoya Rock three five seven on Instagram. Um, hit up the the Smoking Word podcast at the Smoking Word podcast on Instagram. Again, you have you want to shout us out, you want to touch base, you want to send us some music, send it us, you know, send it there, and we check the mail all the time. And um, again, I want to give a big shout out to um Latrell Stockton, Lindy Russell, Chad Green, Tony Velasquez, and Ellie, and I want to give a shout out to everybody out there who's been tuning in, hitting me up on the DMs. Yo, it feels good. 
you know, that you people are fucking enjoying the ride. I'm having fun with it and I'm only getting started. We have a lot, a lot of cool things in the works. You know me. I'm trying to keep it fresh and sexy, but I need you to subscribe right now or join the Patreon repost, but do something to spread that motherfucking word today. My guest, this is a, a, a going to be a fun one. My boys from a group that, first of all, became one of my 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 new favorite groups in the last fucking who knows how many years. But um, coming straight at you from Russia. My boys, the Moscow Death Brigade. Let's set this shit off. Welcome, welcome to the Smoking Wag. Hey, you man, hear what's me? Up? Yeah. Hey. Touchdown. <laughs> Great, to up, you. Great to see what's you. What's up, fellas? Hell yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Very and good. I see, and I see you guys perfect. How you been? We're doing good. Doing all right, really man. Good. Thanks, man. Doing good now that we're on your podcast, man. Oh, hell yeah. You know, like I said, like I told you when I told you I'm a fan, I didn't I don't tell people I'm a fan because we were on the same stage because we could have hung out and just say and not say nothing and just be like, yo, you guys are cool. But I love the band. I love the whole everything about it. You know, we talked and then I said, you know what? It's time we give the smoking word that international flavor. So I said, who better than you motherfuckers? Thanks, Thank you. Man. I really I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah. And hearing it from you is priceless. Thank you so much. You know what's up, both of you guys. But yo, so um, we'll take it one guy at a time. How's, first of all, how, where are you guys at right now at the moment? You both in the same city or what? Who's, who's where? Yeah, we are in Moscow, man. We are in our, in our respective homes. Yeah, good. Just so, doing the, you know, the quarantine thing when you... Right. Uh, Talk to people from your home. Don't really go out that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, all right. Both of you. All right. So you both grew up in Moscow. You both Moscow born yep. and bred or outside of Moscow or fully Moscow. Yeah. All three of us, including our DJ, uh, we are from Moscow and uh, we, we grew up here, you know, went to school and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Moscow, of course, because I was wondering if some of you other guys, because I know sometimes like even back home, you know, um, uh, if, if it's the main city, but sometimes people are from smaller cities outside, yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll claim that the big city. So, so you all grow yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, we, we even, we even kind of grew up in the same neighborhood. So it's kind of, we didn't, you know, didn't put it together as like this, like a commercial band was like, Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. we kind of grew up together. So we naturally organically got together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but that, Knew Go each ahead. other from our childhood years, so something like that. Yeah, yeah. So no, and that's good. That's good. no, because also, like I was saying, not even so much that you were put together fake, but like um, us, we grew up in in the suburbs of Manhattan. You know what I mean? But yeah. New York, New York City's. We are. I mean, we are New York City still, but you know, we claim the LES, but we weren't from the LES. We hung oh, out there. It. You know, all our shit was from there. Freddie lived there. We were from Queens. But that mm -hmm. was, you know, that's what we, you know, we broke bread and we came up. So we're like, yo, yeah. LES is a home. You know, I mean? got it. It's, it's an American thing when you have like a big city, but it's only the downtown that's considered that city. Everything else is like smaller, yes. like even different counties and stuff. 
I mean, yeah, we, we also have like, uh, we just call them neighborhoods, yeah. and, but they're still, they would, or districts, but we still call it Moscow. Even if you are like uh, yeah, 30 kilometers from the center, if it's considered officially the city of Moscow, we just say Moscow. So, so you motherfuckers, nothing had must have changed because you get to wear a mask anyway, right? Oh, but it's different. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, but you motherfucker, exactly. Hold on, but all right, on the real. So, what's the deal? Look, I don't want to get into. I want to get this COVID shit out of the way because, oh, you yeah. know, I, you know. But I'm curious because you are some of the first guys I'm talking to that are out of the United States that I get into see like, oh, you know. What's been, how's it been going? Like, what's the word out there? Like, what you've been going through, you know, in a, you know, kind of quick way, like where you guys at now with the lockdowns and quarantines and all that shit? Yeah. Well, it's like in Russia, people don't really follow quarantine too much. And uh, that's, that's why like- I love Russia. That's why I love Russia. You <laughs> Russian motherfuckers well, are wild. I love it. The problem is we had a lot of people sick, especially last summer. No, I know. And, uh, but we had like, in Russia, there were like shows and stuff. While like before the vaccine went out and before like people were still getting sick, yeah. so we were sort of like we, we wouldn't want to like you know play a show or go to a show when like somebody can go and like, get sick, get their grandma sick, you know. So we just took it easy. Uh, but now like the Russian vaccine is rolled out and a lot of people getting vaccinated, not as many as uh, as you would want. Like I don't think it's as as much people as in the United States. But, uh, you know, people getting vaccinated. So things are returning back to normal. Yeah. And 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 um, gee, what's what's the deal with um, 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 over there? So how, are you locked down right now? No, no, it's uh, you, you can go wherever you want. Like uh, the restaurants are open. The oh, shows okay. are open. It's oh, just, okay. you know, like all of the summer, you just were sitting at home like last summer and like uh, in the fall. And in general, we try to, you know, while it's still out there, we try not to go out too much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, also oh, you've been saying and 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 what's the word now? So right now, has there is there any um uh entertainment going on over there? Like you know, in clubs. Well, yeah. In fact, like everything's going on. There are like some shows with limited capacity and stuff like that. You can go to a restaurant or somewhere else. And uh we just you know don't want to play like shows right now because like the vaccination is not uh uh in in a full effect, like in the U.S., for example, uh-huh. as, as far as I can judge. So we just try to, you know, focus on our thing, like shooting videos, doing graffiti, you know, like going outside somewhere where it's not like too much people, you know. Well, now there ain't a lot of people. There shouldn't be a lot of people. You could go bombing in peace. Yeah, of course, of course. So like, uh, but uh, in general, life is, uh, I think uh, we have much less restrictions than in Europe right now. Because yeah. we have yeah, friends sure. like all over Europe and some of them say that they are still like they, they still have something like a real lockdown. They can't go outside yes. at night and stuff like that. We don't have anything like this here. Yeah. They, they are trying to control that people still wear masks in public, but not uh, like really strictly. So a lot of people just go without masks and like don't yeah. care at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, Obviously, you know, with, with politics and shit that could go all over the place. But that's the one thing I do love about you Russian guys. If you like it or not, you guys, are, when you guys believe in some, you guys go full blast with oomph. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I grew I grew up with a lot of Russians. I told you guys, I grew up in my neighborhood. I grew up with, like my boy, my boy G, Gennady. That's my, my guy I grew up and And I learned, um, I used to tell the girls, um, Idi Sudaka Savita. 
You know, but I, they would just give me the dirtiest looks because they were like, who the fuck is a Puerto Rican guy? And, you know, but I love the Russians. I grew up on you Russian motherfuckers, but I love it. But uh, and all right. So but working on music, you guys, what's the deal? So you, you have been working on music. I know we talked a little bit about that. What's the deal with that? Yeah, you know, we're trying to stay as active as possible. And you know how it is when you don't have any touring. A music band without touring is like fish out of the water. Yeah. You're sort of like, what you're going to do? So as soon as the quarantines hit and we had like 70 shows uh, canceled in 2020 uh, around the world, including the United States, we were like, all right, we need to, you know, like work on a plan B and uh, sort of uh, work it out and figure out how we're going to continue while there are no, there is no touring. Yeah. So we were recording right before the tour, uh, right before the quarantine, we released a new album. Bad Acts and Anthems, and then uh, over the year we were filming new music videos, writing new material, and uh, we just released a new acoustic EP, and uh, right now we're recording, and we, right now we're actually writing material as we discussed with you, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, recording stuff, so uh, the work, work, music work never stops. Yeah, and, and you guys you guys got to go in the studio together. Obviously, you live near each other, kind of, right? So you in the studio together, or you just sending shit through computers to each other? Yeah, there is a lot of sending shit together. through computers. <laughs> you guys don't want to see each other, right? You see enough of each other, right? <laughs> no, like, yeah. I mean, we, we still like we still see each other from time to time and work together, absolutely. Yeah, of course. But now I know now with the computer shit is easy, right? You just send an idea over a demo and you can fucking work it out, work on it and chop it up and stuff. That's the fucking great part. In general. Know. Yeah. But a lot of times you kind of wish that you could just sit down with a person and you just like bounce off ideas. Oh, hell yeah. You know what it is for like us. We, my band, like mad boy in general, we haven't all lived in the same city in like 25 years. So we had it, but and we now, it was almost way, it was not before internet, but before it was common. So it was still rough. We used to have to wait to see each other to play the riffs. At least now yeah. I come up with an idea. Fuck you, check it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know? absolutely. That's awesome. But of course, when you're in a room, like I, we say, when everybody's in the hut, you know, that's the best shit. You know, when everybody's together and fucking uh, brainstorming ideas and shit. And let me ask you, were you guys? So you guys both like um, um, fit perfect and both do two different things also. You know what I mean? What, what was, what gave you that, that idea to fall into this? I know you guys obviously, obviously like love hip hop. You love hardcore. You like, you know, heavy stuff, but why this mashup? What was, what led you to this style of mashup? Because it's, it's unique. That's, you know, it definitely stuck out. And, and, and um, I've heard a lot of different things mashed up, you know, from country, punk rock to this. It was, yeah. this seemed right, but it was new. How the fuck you two guys made that happen? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> thanks, thanks, man. So uh, the story is like this. Uh, when we were growing up in Russia, uh, we were, uh, we all were metalheads. We didn't listen to hip hop at all because okay. uh, in the 90s, there was like a huge war like between metalheads and hip hop kids. Yeah. And we were metalheads. And like, uh, it, it meant that if you show up like anywhere uh, in your like uh, metal t-shirt, merch, whatever, 
you instantly got a fight with with some hip hop kids and vice versa. So like for for years we were just listening to metal like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Slayer, Halloween bands like this. And uh, then at some point we discovered punk rock. And then like we started listening to punk and, and to hardcore. And at some point, I think that thanks to Beastie Boys, we uh-huh. found out about hip hop. So I guess that first, yeah. And of course, I think Biohazard. Yeah. Because uh, Biohazard yeah. was like metal, but at the same time they were hip hop. Yes. And, and I remember that many of my uh, metal friends, they didn't listen to Biohazard because they hated hip hop music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But actually I gave it a listen and it's really like, uh, I really love that. Yeah. And since that moment, like since we heard Beastie Boys, Biohazard, I guess Rage Against the Machine, Cypress Hill too, and yeah. we started to get more and more interested yeah. in hip hop. Yeah. And uh, yeah, at some point we just had this, had this idea to, you know, like mix things together. But mm-hmm. uh, the interesting moment that when we started Moscow Death Brigade, uh, we were trying to make uh, just, you know, this East Coast. Uh, I mean, we were, we were uh, influenced mostly by uh, East Coast like East Underground. Coast underground. Yeah, of course. Yeah, from the of 90s. Course. Bands like Nonfiction, La Coca Nostra, yeah. Jedi Mind Tricks. Uh, yeah, like Skelta and stuff, like yeah, I'm from yeah. 2000 as well. Yeah, sure. Hell yeah, I know all that stuff. What the fucking yeah, I know. Yeah, and and then like uh, later at some point we decided that maybe we should try to mix things together because we love punk rock, we love hardcore, we love hip hop and metal. So let's try to do it like mix it and listen and, and create the music that we would like to hear ourselves. You know, yeah. the music that would be like a soundtrack for our lives, let's say. Music yeah. which, uh, you know, we would love to hear while like making graffiti, skateboarding, just hanging around, you know, just doing, uh, dealing with everyday struggle, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so we also are influenced by, you know, by bands like Transplants because uh, we, yeah, we, that's we, big. We, all, we all are huge yeah. fans of Rancid and all the projects of the Rancid guys we, yeah. we, we, we really respect them. And uh, we think that uh, Transplants is a great band. And in, yeah. I, in, in my opinion, it's even a little bit underrated because- Yeah, I think it's severely underrated. Yeah, it's- It's, it's, uh, it's cool. Uh, they, they definitely have a cool, it's a style, a very cool yeah. style. Yeah. And it's like, um, it, it was refreshing. I know what you mean when we heard it, you know, it, it feels like you've heard it, but you never heard it. You know, yeah, you absolutely. felt comfortable with it felt. I know what you mean. It's Definitely a cool shit. And, and that explains a lot with your guys, how you fell into it, like being metal. It was funny that you guys, you could, the minute you see you guys, not that you sound even like a hip hop band, but you know, you could tell, okay, obviously hip hop's a big influence, but you didn't start that way, which makes it great because back in the day, I know how in New York, it was the same way. Like obviously hardcore always had like what we are. We love hardcore, hip hop and whatever, but it was still, People used to talk shit on us. They used to call us disco skins because we were skinheads. We were hardcore skinheads. Yeah. So we had DMs, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, we probably had, you know, b- boots and braces, but we had a three quarter goose on, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And a fisherman hat. So they used to be like the, all the oil guys would be like, you guys are disco skins, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, cause, but we were like, yo, but we love it. 
but we also love, you know, fucking the business. You know, yeah, we yeah, love, yeah. you know, we love fucking that, but we're like, yo, we love this shit too. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's pretty funny. And then the older generation came, you know, the original came from like rock and punk rock. And then, you know, and then really a lot of back home to look at all the bands we loved, they were all metal guys, all the OGs, nine out of 10 of them were metal guys. You know, in the hardcore world, a lot of these, you know, and we're hardcore dudes, but there's a lot yeah. of people that fe- they try to act like they were born in CBGBs. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, you were not. Maybe Freddie was. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, in reality, you know, nine out of 10 of us came through metal or yeah. extreme. And I'm like, yo, why would you try to deny it? If anything, with Madball, I tried. That was the thing. I, I came into the band early. You know, Madball was real, real old style. And when I joined the band, I loved the metal shit. And I was like, how could I bring that metal shit in? So little by little, I would creep it in a little palm muting here, a little palm muting there. And then but I, I like that you guys, you know, you you got the metal thing, but you guys again. All right. So. um, Beastie Boys makes sense that it wasn't. All right. So what, what, what that was your first um, 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 taste of hip hop that you liked? Yeah. Beastie Boys, right? For me, it was Cypress Hill. Cyber. For me, it was Cypress Hill Stone Raiders. Okay, so that I, was, and I feel like a lot of people got into hip hop from like uh, hardcore and metal. For them, yeah. Cypress Hill was the turning point, and they were like, "Oh, that's like this shit I like." Yeah. Did you get? Did you guys get to see any of these groups in in Russia at shows? Like like performing? Even you know, um, I don't know if if the Beasties were around when you were going to shows, or even um, or whoever at these festivals, like um. Uh, I don't think BC's ever played in Russia. No. Oh, yeah. unfortunately, yeah, I never had a chance to see so. them. Uh, I've seen Cypress Hill, but not yeah. in Russia though. And I was, uh, it was yeah. great. I, I was actually super lucky to be in New York when Cypress Hill were opening for, I think, the first show by La Coca Nostra yeah. and the House yeah. of Pain reunion, and uh, oh, Psycho Realm were there. Oh, you, I, I wasn't there. But I was, I think we were on tour, but I know the show you're talking about. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's, they uh, it's somewhere in Times Square, Nokia yeah. Theater. Yeah, and uh, and that was the thing. So, you guys were in New York. You both, well, well, yeah, it was vacationing or living in New York. We it's actually sort of... we were living. We were living in New York for some time, because back in the day there was this um, affordable program for students and like uh, uh, young people in general. So you could uh, go to different countries from Russia. To like uh, you know like great. learn language and work, it was like some student student program. Yeah, like yeah, got so, you. So I was uh, uh, and and it was affordable because like for for uh, you know average person from Russia like in the nineties or early two thousands it was impossible you know to go it was it was too expensive. And also oh yeah, visas, all the documents, a lot of paperwork. It was pure hell. But this program. Uh, gave a chance to people just to go and you know see the outside world and we tried to use it because i remember that thanks to that program i've been i lived like uh, a month in london back in the day when i was like a teenager and also we lived for some time uh in in us we were working there and uh we we were trying to use this time wisely like going to as many shows as possible to hang out with people and actually, we've seen a lot of a lot of bands, and and I, and I can say that the initial idea of Moscow Death Brigade, I think we got it from while living in New York, 
and going yeah. to see to see to see bands uh, again, like we saw, like Oka Nostra. Uh, I remember we saw Madball. We saw we saw lots of bands actually. Yeah, we we saw. Uh, it was the first time I saw you. Uh, was in, I think it was Gramercy, and you were playing either with like Oka Nostra or Jedi Mind Tricks. Yeah, and, yeah I think with Coca, one of those. Yeah, I forgot why, but yeah. It, it, it's a it's a big it's a big uh, venue and it was uh, and again for me it was super cool it was like hardcore together with hip hop it was same show everybody having a good time it was great yeah because yeah it's funny Very because yeah you know um for us similar like again I don't know how the scene I bet it was similar with you guys and everywhere with the the older generation when we came up again we were you know we were in the middle. You know, we were like that. And uh, some a lot of the older guys didn't like that shit because it was too crossover for them, you know, mm -hmm. so they didn't like it. But we always loved it. So, you know, with time, we when those bands came out that had, a you know, the Beastie Boys was the one that made it OK for some people to like it because they had real punk roots. You yeah. know what I mean? I love the Beasties, their first album. But then I was also then they got into their own kind of more arty kind of hip hop, which was cool. But I always liked that, that dirty shit. You know, I like that street shit. Yeah. That was the shit I always was into. You know what I mean? For hip hop, but we all did. But then you would start seeing, you find out, yo, this guy likes punk rock or this guy like metal or this rapper, you know, you'd be surprised how small of a world it is. Yeah. You know, and like, and that's why I like connecting the dots on like, you know, where, where you found, um, how you found music and where you end up. Because, yeah. you know, it's like that, like, like, you know, Ice-T, like, you know, that guy, oh, yeah, absolutely. you know, that guy didn't just put a band together because he was like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, him growing up, he was his boys were into punk rock and Cali. He was around it. You know, they he knows what's up. And I'm like, um, Ice-T did the I said it. I might have said it in one of these other podcasts, but um, he told me the hardest shit like that. I was psyched to be a hardcore kid was when we played a show with him in New York. Yeah, you no, know, um, um, he came to say what's up to the band and everybody. He's like, yo, what's up? Bye, bye, bye. And he goes, yo, I just want to say I always felt I related more to New York hardcore than any other, you know, scene. Oh, and I was like, wow, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, yo, look, I got goose pimples. I've been getting goose pimples a lot lately. But I was like, yo, that was mad love, you know, from an OG and also, you know, not just New York hardcore, your people recognizing hardcore music, you know, our shit, all our shit. And that guy's an OG in this world, you know, a fucking big actor, a big fucking, and somehow we could trace that to all of us. That's yeah. the cool part. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fucking dope. dope. And um, what's the deal? So you, what shit you had? You had a bunch of shit canceled. You, so you were gonna tour America, right? I remember we talked about that a while ago too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, who? What was that gonna be? What was the the? Was it with anybody? What was gonna be that tour? Full U.S. What was it? It was um, the uh, it was all built around uh, punk rock bowling in Vegas. Gotcha. Oh, you were doing and punk rock bowling. A, yeah. Wow. Well, hey, what's up? Say again. You were, Sorry. You were gonna do punk rock bowling. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's dope. That's great. That would have been great yeah. for you guys. For us, thank you. For us, it was an honor. We were super psyched to do that. That that's like huge. And it yeah. would would be like our first uh, visit to the United States as Moscow Death Brigade. Yeah, that would have playing been uh, punk rock bowling, and then we had shows on the <coughs> on the East Coast, and then we fly out to the West Coast, and we had a few shows on the West Coast and punk rock bowling. 
uh, and then you know, uh, and then we were to come back to Europe and continue the European tour. So that was uh, that was uh, we were supposed to play like New York, Philly, like Black and Blue or I remember, like, yeah, yeah, and man. Uh, I think Baltimore, DC. So it was it would be really cool. We we're still gonna come back. We're just waiting. It's gonna for happen. August. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's gonna happen. United huh? States, United States stopped giving out uh, visas in Russia. So right now it's a bit difficult to like get out of Russia to, to America because you can't get a visa. It but never uh, stopped. You know. It never stopped you motherfuckers before. I'm not worried. Yeah, yeah we'll you can, figure out our way around this whole Yeah, you guys are are Mexicans from the uh, the east. You know, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> you find a way. Now you, I live in Florida. I got a lot of Russians around here. You, there's plenty over here to start. If you got a, if you need a backup band, we get you guys here. I'll jump in and we'll get a couple other rooskies from the beach and we fucking make it happen. But all right, let me ask, when you both came to America, did you come together? Were you both part of that program or you came at separate times? No, we came came in separately, but we like, obviously we knew each other. So yeah. we like ended, ended up, up together. together. And we played some, we played some, you know, we played some shows with, with other bands and stuff. Shout out to our boy Keith, who plays in Bowhead right now. Uh, he's like an old school uh, skinhead yeah, from New Jersey. Oh, shit, dope. So, and, but, uh, right. so when you came, so you, but did you both, all right, so were you both in, um, you were both in, in America at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. You planned it from Russia, like, okay, we're going to do this program and we're going to meet in America. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, right. I mean, even kind of, that's crazy. Do you understand? Like, again, like, that, it, you can't do that right now. And now it's like, you know, let alone back then, that's pretty, yeah. like, like you guys made it happen, you know. What I mean? Yeah, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta do it if you want to get somewhere. You need to put some work in it. So yeah, yeah. And um, when all right, you both get to America, right? How long in America are you there before you both link up? I was there for like uh, like a few months uh, before uh, Vlad came in, and uh, and then you know at some point you go back and then you manage to come back to the United States and stuff. So it was like going back and forth. Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's crazy. I was like, but not too much because the tickets are fucking expensive. So. No, I know, I know. And it's like, but it's dope that you know, you guys both, you know, you got to go to the place. First of all, it's hard to make happen, let alone from kids coming from Russia to there. And at that time, now it happens to be a scene that you guys love. You know, there's the graph, the music, and now yeah, you got a I mean, that to was. That was the purpose, you know. <laughs> I know that's what I mean. That do you motherfuckers understand what you did? You 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 definitely stuck up the system. Those you deserve those masks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But but that's dope. and let me and, all right, let me ask you this. What was obviously I know you guys got love, you know, for, for, for the state and New York and the East Coast. What was the difference though? You thought, all right, you live here now the age bracket of, of kids that of, of people that you were when you first came to the States, what do you think was the difference between the average Amer a New York kid and the average Moscow kid at the time? Hmm. Well, it's a, it's a good question. Like in my opinion, uh, like, you know, like average Russian person and average American person has uh, so much in common. And mm -hmm. I guess even like, much more in common than, for example, with uh, people from Europe or Asia, yeah. at least as far as I can judge, you know? Uh -huh. uh, I agree. So, 
but speaking, uh, you know, we were mostly hanging out uh, at shows and, you know, with people who were skateboarding and like going to the show, stuff like that. So, of course, New York was like a mecca to us because everything we were growing up, uh, like uh, looking up to, like graffiti, hip hop, uh, punk rock, hardcore, everything. It was, it was so, it was so huge in New York. And, and uh, of course, at, at that moment in Russia, we had a very undeveloped scene, uh, like mm-hmm. in comparison to, yeah. to the US, of course. So we had like a very small scene, very few like hardcore bands and the most people even had no idea what like hardcore punk is, stuff like that. So of course, uh, like New York was like, you know, another planet. Yeah. It was like another dim- another another dimension. Absolutely, everything is absolutely different. Okay. So we're completely, you know, it was like uh, our minds just completely were blown blown up. Yeah, I know. Like everything, every, saw everything. Us. Yeah, everything is right there. It was born there. A lot of those things that yeah, exactly. It's like a, a Disneyland for us. You know what I mean? Skating, graph. You know, you go to yeah. a paint store, you bump into Vinny Stigma, you know, you go over see this guy. Yeah, it's insane sometimes. You know, New York was a beautiful place. Still is, but you, I'm glad you guys caught that era because it's no longer like that. It still was a special place when you guys made that happen. You know what I mean? It was still rich in that way. I ain't hating on New York no more like that. I am New York, but it's... It's different now. Back then, they were still rich in all those things. In yeah, we, we, we actually still, uh, we would go to this record shop somewhere in like South Williamsburg. Yeah. And they had like a rehearsal studio in the back. Now it's like super gentrified, fancy uh, place with lots of like new developments. Back then, you, you were still walking on like, uh, like, it was like, you know, yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Now, let me, let me ask you this. We're like, um, obviously, all right. In Russia, obviously, there's, Mainly Russians. I mean, that you obviously have other foreigners there because I'm, I'm basically want to see, a, a, try to compare like the average, uh, like how does the average kid, not hardcore kid, Russian kid, see the everyday racism? Because again, it's different. Um, you have different kind of people than that. When you came into New York, I know you, you, I know you felt not maybe racism towards you even, but you've heard people talk it and. You must have. Oh heard yeah, that. yeah. You mean like people quoting like uh, Eastern yeah. promises and stuff? Yeah, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> so you know, so obviously, but obviously, you know, in, in in New York, there's a lot of um ethnic um joking. You know, New York City has a lot. Oh, of you that. mean like among all the different ethnicities? Races, yeah. So you know, you'll be like that exactly. It's a lot of that, right? But then there's also in in in, in the cities, it, there's there's not that there's, there's racism everywhere. Right. But it, a lot of it is neighborhoods. The Italian kids are like, these fucking niggas are specs. The Spanish kids, these specs are niggas, these white boys, the white boys. You know, everybody talks shit in the neighborhood. All right. But that's yeah. not what I count. I'm talking about they're not, they, they, they're, they're raised like that because of their neighborhoods. And it's kind of light. And still, half those guys all have black friends, Spanish friends. You know, it's what you do in your neighborhood. In Russia, I, what's the, 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 the big foreign. Um, presence there besides the Russian people like um like in, in America we have you know now it, it's funny the, it shifts you know back in the day it was Mexican you know early on it was Irish people and then it became Mexican people Puerto Rican people you know black people always you know and now maybe um a Middle Eastern 
or whatever. It, it, what was in Russia? What was the, the racism towards? Like, who were the people that hatred was pointed I, I got towards? you. I got the question. Yeah. Well, it's a, there are two different, like, contexts here. The first one is that, like, in Soviet Union back in the day, there okay. were, like, like, 30 or if not more different ethnicities. There were yeah. different republics which had the and and the sort of and people kind of mixed. It was like a melting pot. Gotcha. So okay. in general, like Russian people are used to having people of non-Russian ethnicity uh, around them. However, right. during the time when we came to New York, which was it was in Russia, it was there was a huge rise of uh, neo-Nazism, and okay. it was it was crazy. Like and people were like being attacked like minorities were being attacked on the streets you gotcha. could get a, like if you were look like a punk rocker and you were going to a punk show just some neo-nazi boneheads could jump you and stab you just because you look different because gotcha. you look like a punk rocker you know gotcha. so for us it was uh you know it was oh. huge because in new york we didn't have that because yeah, in new no. york there might be some like casual racism and jokes but people are not jumping each other because yes, of their yeah, like, yeah yeah no that's interesting because you know the the I, I asked this because I've also traveled a lot, but I also never saw it in that way where, you know, because the, when the picture you get of Russia a lot over here is you see just mainly white guys, you know, white guys and women, you know, you see Russians, you know, it's the typical, you know, Russia or whatever. And it's funny that you when you say and, and it's true, obviously, again, you got to remember in America, our education is very low. So this is why I like asking these questions, because. You no, get no, yeah, the questions are absolutely no, and, and it's yeah. something and it's a fact because we don't know. I know for a fact our education sucks here, but that's interesting that, you know, like you said, Russians were made up of a lot of different kind of clans. And then later on, it came out. That's interesting because we don't see that the average American kid doesn't see that they see Drago from fucking Rocky. Yeah. You know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, just the one big white blonde guy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a stern face, you know, the, the stereotype. You know, I mean, like, I mean, you still have like there are still people like that for like, like any questions and stuff. But uh, and it's um, but again, it was uh, when we when we came to New York, that was when in Russia there was a huge rise of like neo Nazis, and that was one of the reasons why we came back and we started doing the Moscow Death Brigade because we wanted to, you know, we thought that as musicians we had to have like a voice against all the hatred and like racism and shit. And today things are different. Today you can walk around dressed like being a punk rocker and like people are not being attacked on the streets. The situation is much better, but it took it took a while for it to change. All right. Let me ask you this, Vlad. Let me ask you this. Okay. What stereotype do you think Americans have of Russians that's completely false? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because because uh... I'm going to I'm going to tell you one that I learned that you know that was all surprised about but after i want to hear what you what you think like because i know you know obviously we hear stereotypes but there's some that i even hear it about latin people i'm like get out of here that one ain't even like it ain't even clever you know what i mean some of them are just so crazy what do you think is a stereotype of russian people americans have you know that are, that's a hard question because um <laughs> like living in new york i met so many russian people everywhere and now it don't count <laughs> You know, for example, I remember if you if you like cross, uh, if you like take a subway from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Great, at, great at, point. At times, at times in the subway car in Brooklyn, I felt like I traveled back to Soviet <laughs> Union when I was a yeah. kid. 
because everybody looked like you know my grandparents' friends, like it. wearing yeah. this like full coats and yes. like full hats and, and speaking like the same. Uh, ah, uh, yeah, Greenpoint, motherfucking Brooklyn, and Brighton Beach yeah. as well. Brighton Beach, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. If that's that, all right, I I got you. That's what, you know for me was this. Well, part of it, part, one of the stereotypes is true, and I want to ask you this question because this is something that always came up with my Russian talk. Because one, we loved Russia. You know, we felt we really had a great time. There. It was like, first of all, we we're kids from New York. We never thought we would even make it there let alone, yeah. you know, we come from the era yeah. seeing the, the movies and now we're there and it was like, you know, wow, there's people that like us here. All right. Um, and I grew up with a lot of Russians, like I said. So we get a lot of the stern face, Russian face, I call it, you know, I call it Eastern Bloc grill, you know, the, <laughs> the mean, you know, the face, beautiful women, beautiful, handsome men, whatever. everybody got the stern face. Right. And I got that. So I was like, and then I was like, um, and then when I when we went there, one of the la the last times we were there, there was this girl hanging out, real pretty girl, and she was younger on the younger side at the time. She was in maybe you know mid twenties or whatever. She was, and I stopped her. I said, "Let me ask you something. Why don't you smile?" You know, I go, you know, and she goes, "I don't want to look stupid." <laughs> That's what she told <laughs> me, and I go, "Oh, you know." She goes, "Yeah, if I'm smiling in the car or something, and somebody looks at me, they're gonna be like, this girl's crazy.'" And I was like, "Okay, you know, cool," <laughs> but I was just like. Is there something like with the, the culture that they say it's better just to be serious or something? I want to know this. I want to know this little tidbit about the Russians. I think I think a lot of Russians, uh, they they're like, oh, I don't show my emotions until like I really mean them. And they always say like they have like a lot of Russians have a stereotype against Americans that Americans always are like too like look too happy looking. Well, in yeah. reality, they're not. <laughs> yeah, we're opposite. Uh, Okay, this is my point. Now going back to my point, this is why I'm saying it. So we have that exactly. When I went to Russia, we met some people. Obviously, there was a lot of stern face, Eastern Bloc grills. But but all jokes aside, we met some people that I swear I felt the Latin style of of family and 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 love towards us that I didn't expect from Russian people. Because you know, I thought it'd be more the not that they didn't were cold to us. They showed love, but it was, you know, I expected, okay, okay, we love you. No, these guys were like, <laughs> I swear, I felt like they were almost like cousins in Latin people, like very passionate, physical, lovable. And I was like, wow, this caught me off guard for my stereotype of what Russians are in my head. You know what I mean? And it was just good to see. I want to let everybody know out there, go hug a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Russians are generally seem to be family oriented. Yeah. And you know, we forget that. We, they always are. But we forget that because the face, sometimes we think, oh, they're angry, but like they are big time family people, you know. It, but it is, I think it's just the culture of a, a lot of people up north in general tend to be a bit less openly friendly. That yeah. just happens. Yeah. Like if yeah. uh, there's, you would never talk to anybody in the elevator, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like in the States, you get in the elevator with people. There's small talk instantly. It's like, oh, yeah. lucky watch. The weather is nice. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, definitely. Blah. Yeah, yeah, a lot more, yeah, you're right. It's, it's definitely a lot more phony bullshit. That's the one part. It's But it's so, fine. I feel like, yeah. you know, like maybe you're, you have a b bad mood and somebody smiles at you. Even if it's <laughs> fake, you, you know, your mood goes up. I, when, I don't when, disagree with that. 
when I talk Russian to the Russian girls, the ones that are off the, you know, from Russia and they see me, they don't know how to take it. They see a Spanish dude talking Russian, driving in the car. They're like, I don't know what this is America. They're like, I'm definitely in America. Like, all right. Now, let, let me add. This was a question I wanted to ask you guys, because we got to do a run when we were out. We were in Spain. We did the Spanish show. And first of all, that was like I was curious on how they you know, how you guys would do with. You know, because, you know, also Spain is different than the rest of Europe, you know, even how they, yeah. you know, musically, you know, from your other bands, they they're very finicky, too, on on what they would like. You know, they like everything, but they're their own animal compared to the rest of the Europe as far as music scenes. Um, you guys fucking killed it. And oh, um, thanks, yeah. And Thank I'm you. fucking and um, where where you think are our um, um what, what are. I think I'm overall I've I've heard and seen throughout Europe that you guys are getting a good, you know, people seem to be feeling it and whatever. What are some of the best spots you think people got you guys the best? Like understood Moscow Depregade, that that whole vibe the best. I I feel like in general, it's uh anywhere we go, actually, we are super lucky that people really uh, dig our stuff. And it's uh it's uh People go crazy, and we we played you know sold out shows in like Rome and Paris and Berlin in London, and so it's hard to say. Uh, and you also don't want to you know like offend anybody. No. Oh, I like this place. No, yeah, people... yeah, 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 for sure, not offending. But all right, should I say is which what's a what's a country, uh, you know that you guys would say, oh, that's definitely Moscow Dev Brigade, uh, one of our second homes. Like just well, you can't help it. You just some places have that. No, no, you know? yeah, I know what you mean. Well, Germany is uh, really big. Poland, Czech Republic, yeah. uh, I think it's Czech now. Uh, Spain, France, Italy. Uh, people just go go crazy. Hold on one say, second. Yo, go ahead. I would say that uh, our first, I think our first tour outside of Russia was uh, po- uh, was was Polish tour in okay. like 2010, I guess. Okay. I think it was the first time uh when uh, we ever played outside of russia and of course it was um like it, it, it was a absolutely new experience for us awesome. and the people there supported us like you know with open hearts and we got so much support and uh, since that moment like every time we play in poland we got uh, we oh, got a lot you? of a lot of support and then i think the next uh, the next shows we played were probably i think it was marseille yeah, in France. Also, like uh, a big shout out to our guy Hazem from uh, Molotov Club. I think he was, yeah, he was the first. Uh, they crew was the first to bring us uh, to uh, to France, and then it was Germany. It was uh, our guys from uh, the band Enraged Minority who brought us yeah, to the uh, city of Freiburg. Yeah, and uh, yeah, since and that moment, everything just started to roll. But 2010, you said around. Yeah, just great memories of our first uh, ever shows outside of Russia. Of course, it was uh, uh, something to remember. Yeah, and and was so that was also oh, that was um your first tour outside of Russia. But you already had gone to the states before that, right? You traveled outside of Russia, but not not with the, not with Moscow. Yeah, just as civilians. Yeah, now at the band, your first time touring outside. You went to Poland, and then you went. Poland yeah. is great. Poland is those you know motherfuckers. What? It, it's very humbling when we would perform in Poland and in Czech, for example, 
uh, actually Poland and Czech, uh, and we play some of our songs that are in Russian. People in the crowd are rapping together with us our lyrics in Russian back to us. Yes. Back to us. And uh, the languages are somewhat similar, similar. but they're at the same time, they are, I don't know, like Italian and Spanish. I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. They kind of sound similar, but if you don't know that language, you don't know it. Like, I, I can't really recite like Polish rappers, but like the guys in the audience, they know it and they're rapping back at us. It is extremely humbling, you know, like, wow. Oh, how, yeah. yeah. No, they that's, like it so much that they learn the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. No, that's dope that when, when, you know, when they do that. And that's, um, it's funny because um, same thing, like I, I, I've met, um, I remember when I first started going to Germany, you know, I knew a lot of the East Germans and they didn't even know English. They knew Russian and German. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, some old bands, like, you know, uh, my old friends, I used to talk, they, they, they knew no English and I'm trying to talk German. And that's why I learned <laughs> Nostrovia. I learned all that shit because I had to talk Ru- <laughs> Russians to the Germans. It's such a fucking crazy times, you know, like, and I'm a that, was, that was like in the 90s. Yeah. I, yeah. Our first um, the band was Punishable Act. They're good friends of ours. And they were from, um, um, you know, the East Germany. And um, this was 94. And mm-hmm. they were older guys already. They all grew up during that that whole era. So they all came up yeah. and learned. They only knew. And at that time, they didn't even know English. A lot of those Germans still didn't know. It was crazy when I first started going to Europe. Like, yeah. even in Holland, which Holland is basically, everybody should know America, American, you know, or English. And um, back then, there was still a lot of people that didn't, you know. And I've been there, you know, we grew up in Europe. So I didn't really pay attention to way later. And I'm like, wait a minute. I remember this dude when he didn't know English and now they talk fluent English. <laughs> and it's like, you forget. It's like, holy fuck. And um, <laughs> let me ask you this for all right. Metal. I, oh, obviously the Metallica's the Iron Maidens that made it to Russia first. That made it everywhere first, you know, because yeah. those big monsters of rocks and all those fucking tours and, you know, all those things now. And there's always been small local punk shows and stuff like that in Russia and everywhere. It's always been wherever there's an underground. Yeah. There's always been that. What was the first? I don't want to say real hardcore band or punk band, but like what was the, the first uh, proper when, um, show you got to see in person or get? And I ain't talking like uh, an exploited or sex pistols, like a proper punk or proper hardcore record or the first time you ever heard it you know what i mean do you oh, remember yeah. like like you know proper hardcore you know proper nothing that's um not suicidal not the bad brains you know what i mean something more um i don't want to say uh, uh you know, underground um uh, yeah like more niche hardcore. yes yeah i got it so the thing, the thing is uh, that when we were growing up in, in the 90s, it was really hard to get music in Russia because um, uh, especially like punk, hardcore music. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you were a metalhead, you could find some Russian metal magazines. We had some back in the day, but uh, they rarely write anything about like punk, hardcore music. And uh, that's why we mostly like listening to metal all the time. And we had no idea what punk rock was. And most of our friends, they didn't listen to punk rock because for them, punks were some, you know, like local crusties 
who just didn't actually like listen to any music. They were just like drinking and sniffing food yeah, all the yeah. time. They're back. And yeah. just having mohawks. So <laughs> that's it. And yeah. uh, I guess that uh, like the first introduction to to punk hardcore music for for me, for example. Yeah. I guess it was that Slayer's album, Undisputed Attitude, where they uh-huh. played covers of uh-huh. like old underground American hardcore bands. Gotcha. And, uh, and I dope. just understood that that was something different. It was something different from the usual metal that we used to like uh, yeah. listen to. So I was trying to like doing some research. And again, like there was no internet, like nothing. You I could know. just, you know, copy some tape from some like friend of a friend and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that, uh, that that's about hardcore i remember that uh i got a ta- bootleg tape of uh, sick of the tolls uh Maybe. call to arms uh-huh. and it was again like a like a punch in the head because <laughs> i understood it's not metal but what is it it sounds great but i have no idea yes what, <laughs> what, what kind of music is this i know i did the same shit when i first heard hardcore i was like i don't know what it is it's not it's not this it's not that but i like it <laughs> Yeah, and then and then I guess it was uh, probably Agnostic Front, Cause for Alarm. Yeah. Again, because it was given to me by some like metal friend, and he yeah. said, "Yeah, so th- this is metal, but it's like something different." Yeah. And again, uh, it's uh, it's it's like a it's like a fresh air for us. Yeah. And then we yeah. discovered bands like you know like DRI, like Circle Jerks, Black yeah. Flag. And then, and then it's so. I think it's it's, it's uh, the first was probably sick of it all, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. What's really cool is that's the first time I ever heard somebody get into it with the way you did, as far as the metal covers of the punk yeah. rock stuff, which yeah. is dope because that's what you want, you know, when you it actually works. You know what I mean? Somebody got yeah. put on. There's people like you that say, yo, I like this. Let me go check it out. And then you go research and boom, look at, you know what I mean? Your life is that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you, done? you know, you forget that one thing gets you. You do that one, that one research you did changed your life. You know that, right? You tell yeah, me, check that. your life is done. Now you're this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything you've done from then on is that that's crazy that when it gets you and like, and what about you? What was the first way with G like how, like, like, same thing you heard uh had to be it's always the AFs or the sick of it alls or somebody you know yeah definitely I think I think it was sick of it all of the really biscuits and it was probably Vlad who uh, put the cassette <laughs> tape on he went uh, he went to the he would go to the uh, we had this uh, market uh, Garbushka and uh, more like a bazaar where you would yeah. go and you could buy like re- music records or like uh, magazines all most of it was bootleg and bootleg merch. We had no idea it was bootleg. You'd like buy a cassette, okay. and like some of them looked shitty. Actually, I actually do have like one of the cassettes that I found. Oh, uh, yeah. This is suicidal tendencies, and this yeah. is as bootleg as it gets. But it looks like fancy, and it had like oh, yeah. cans of everything. You open cassette, it, and kids. It's... Listen, kids, that's a cassette. Everybody, <laughs> look at they this. This is yeah, like a. It, it looks like a random blank. I know they're like, what is that? You, if I gave that to my son, he wouldn't know what to do with it. He'd be like, what is this? But check like, it out. They had like the scans of the lyrics and everything. And yo, that this, is good. That's a good compact disc logo is right here. Listen, that's just a legit bootleg. 
listen. But we thought it was a real deal. We thought that, that was like the licensed cassette. But, because hey, but cool. listen, but that is good. And let me tell you, the last time I was in Russia, I came back home with a gas mask. I bought wild <laughs> shit on the street. And that's not a joke. I got one of those. Funny. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the like the military one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave. I had one lying around here, bro. Oh, I know you motherfuckers <laughs> have it. Like, but you got masks, machetes, baseball bats. But I came back with that shit. I'm like, wait a minute. I hope I'm I'm coming from Russia with gas masks. Man, maybe if this was like 20, 30 years ago, it'd be a problem. It shouldn't be a yeah. problem now. What year was that? Um, uh, I don't remember. Like, not super long. I say within the last five years, maybe. All right, yeah, now, now I think it's fine. You want to hear something, though? I got stuck in the fucking border. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you about you Russians. This is the one day I hated the Russians. I'll tell you why. All right. So, everybody, go through the border, that, and they go to meet you. Wait. So, it's common. I get pulled over everywhere, you know? Whatever. They always check me. Then I'm waiting. And then I'm waiting. And then they sit me down. I'm in the, you know, right before the, you know, the immigration It's empty. I'm the only guy sitting there. The cop comes. He tells me nothing in English. He just says, sit. Wait. Okay, I'll wait. And I'm waiting 10 minutes, 20 minutes. It's packed. It becomes empty. Packed, empty, nothing. And I'm like, what happened? They go, you got to wait. I'm there an hour, hour and a half. The guy comes back. He goes, you could go. And I go, okay, what happened? (laughs) They, They put me as female. On the thing, oh, you know, I, and instead of man, I'm like, it took you an hour to figure out I wasn't a female. I could have just <laughs> took out my hammer if you really wanted to see it. You know what I mean? But I was like, These oh, shit. but it was funny. But I remember I'm like, I had to come out and the rest of the guys are like, what happened? I'm like, no, they thought I was a female. Well, I don't know what they thought, but oh, man, what it was pretty funny. I was laughing, but uh, yeah, borders are pain in the ass usually. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's not even the worst, worst board in the world. Listen. A lot of Canadians listen to this, and I love Canada. Canada's like a really a, a fucking a hub for mad boy and hardcore, but they are the worst border in the fucking planet. You, yeah. uh, they will go up your asshole and look out your eyeballs. These people for nothing. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. I've been all over the world, but Shit. I've been all over no, the I world. Never been to Canada. So. I love yes, Canada, but the border, they'll, they'll, you better. You better watch. You better make sure you 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 do an enema before you go in. Oh, shit. <laughs> you guys forget it. They look at your press photo. You guys are getting checked. <laughs> <laughs> freaking, um, and um, but yeah, so we were talking fast forward to more. Now you were working on some stuff like what's the next move? I know you're waiting till you guys are ready to do some more shows and you've been writing music. So but what's the battle plan you dropping? We're talking about doing some music, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. What 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 what's the plan? You you got a bunch of songs recorded or uh a lot of songs in pre-production? Like where you at in that? Yeah, we we are working on some stuff constantly, like and also we have a couple of new music videos in the making. Oh dope. So we're just trying to keep ourselves busy all the time. Uh, who does so, the videos? Who does the videos? Well, we we, we do uh, almost everything, just three of us. Because oh. uh, yeah, because we, we of all trades. yeah, like being the cameraman and uh, like doing all the doing mostly all the stuff. Sometimes we ask like uh, like some of our friends with um, other people with uh, like helping stuff, but uh, mostly it's it's just us. Yeah, because yeah, no, that's we, we had this idea. Dope. We had this idea from the very start that uh, we need to like create a band 
that can do anything like be like fully diy like writing yeah. graffiti like uh, doing like art uh, you know making music making videos yeah. and stuff like that everything in-house yeah that's what yeah same thing with mad boys we kind of very similar we don't do the videos and that stuff like i wish but same thing you know we always use us or one of our boys you know everybody you know uh, in-house you know what i mean if we could do it ourselves we do it like with the podcast, same thing. Any any resources is from my own. You know, same yeah. thing. Make it happen. Get our own cameras. Let's put yeah, it together. Punk rock. Yeah, yeah. And, and and if we don't do it, who's gonna do it for us? We don't. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I love about our our world. You know, I said we don't want nothing given to us, but give it. Let us let us be able to do our thing. You know what I mean? I'm like, we yeah. just want to do our thing, and you know, and 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 get our music out or whatever it is, our message if we have one. You know, I said, we don't, you know, you don't got to like us or not, but we, we were here to do our thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that's the main thing. And it's good. Now I'm waiting for the new music and everybody out there. I told these guys I'm ready to jump on a track because I got to fucking, I got some things I got to get off my chest. I figured. I'd yeah, man, we, we, we got to make it happen. Sure. Now we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. But check this out. And what are you guys up to? Like on the everyday, on your regular days, are you guys working at the moment or just yeah, you know, it's working, it's uh, doing music uh, and, and stuff and, uh, you know, and uh, trying to like plan ahead uh, with a lot of stuff. Uh, we still have like tours planned and everything. It's, yeah. uh, all the shows that were canceled in 2020 are moving uh, like uh, are moving up to 2021 or 2022. Yeah. That still needs to happen. And, you know, we're, we're doing a bunch of uh, like uh, charity uh, campaigns uh, as Moscow Death Brigade. Uh, we we actually just uh, launched uh, launching one right now that we did together with uh, a graffiti writer from Paris named uh, Posh, and a uh, label from Germany, Fire and Flames, who put out our music on vinyl and no. stuff. Uh, and it's uh, it's a benefit T-shirt that has uh, uh, like a graffiti on the front, and uh, all the profits will go to Sea Watch, which is an organization that helps uh, refugees who are like fleeing uh, different hotspots and like war zones uh, in the Middle East. Cool shit, cool shit. Yeah, definitely, man. Now, that's good. You guys are always, I know you're always busy, you know. Um, that's what I like, you know, when guys, um, when guys uh, live and um, go full blast, what would, they, what would they believe in? You know what I mean? I always tell people, you don't got to fucking like or, or, or believe or whatever, but you got to respect somebody when they, live some shit you know what i mean the same yeah, thing you know absolutely. so you know i know you guys with your thing you guys are very active in your beliefs and do that and that's and that's what i say i say it don't gotta be my beliefs you don't my beliefs don't gotta be your beliefs but you can respect somebody's grind you know what i mean that's the whole yeah. shit and it's like and that's yeah. what we need we need you know my whole shit is in general like i i've been pushing more than ever lately i was like the hardcore state of mind is just at the end of the day it's two things is you know open being open-minded and unity you, everything else is bullshit in between the line shit you know what i mean it's preference yes it is. okay at the end of the day be open-minded that means you can believe in what you want and at the end of the day be together when it's time to fucking represent you know what i mean because um yeah man you yeah. know we gotta everybody gotta stick together when it counts you know and when you really need it that's when they gotta come we don't need you know what i mean like that's that's when we gotta stick together as a scene because um you know, there's great scenes like the metal scene, the hip hop scene. Look how big it is. Not just about making it big, but like I, 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 I want to do this till when I can see 
Vinny Stigma getting a fucking award for, yeah. you know, for lifetime achievement. How many yeah, people absolutely. he's changed? How many people's lives he's helped without knowing how, how he changed? He made a music genre. He should be respected with fucking all these other guys yeah, that had absolutely. one album just because maybe one one of these one hit wonders sold two million records once 40 years ago. They get a lifetime achievement award, and we got Stigma, who's still rocking stages now. Yeah, fucking yeah. is one of the founders of a movement and t- touring and, and living it. You know, I'm like, yeah, I want, totally. you know, with this. Totally agree. yeah, you know, and that's why I love anybody, even if it ain't the same or whatever, whatever it is, anybody living that shit and repping it. And that's what I loved about you guys. You guys hit it hard and you guys are also professional, which I love because also coming. We, we are where I consider our, our, us in the same way where we are proud to say we are DIY, but we also are proud to say we're going to give you a pro product, but it's done yeah. by us, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Slick Just videos. Just because DIY doesn't mean it's like, hey, I did Whack. it, I didn't know how to do yeah. it well, so I did a shit job. Yeah, no. did it well, yeah, we're going to make it. No, it just means we did it ourselves, and we can make it look dope, and we know the essence yeah. of what we want. Exactly. And, and that's Madball's always shit was like, yo, we can hang with everybody else. We want to show everybody we could be slick we could be as big we you know yeah. we're hardcore but hardcore got to be respected with everybody so again i love That's you it. dudes for fucking killing it but listen i'm glad i was able to get you motherfuckers i want <laughs> you to let everybody know what you guys because you guys got a lot of music you got fucking meat the uh, siberian meat grinder also popping let everybody know where your emails your instagrams so they could follow you because I, I was telling motherfuckers they got to check you out and your YouTube channel because you got to see the videos. They got the dope videos. It goes good with the music. You got to do the visual and the whole shit. So let them know where to catch you guys at. Yeah, you can catch us on uh, Facebook, Instagram. The handle is Yo MDB Raps with uh, <laughs> Yo underscores. Uh, catch us on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify iTunes. I know a lot of people who kind of like, oh, I don't want to use those like streaming platforms. But right now, when we don't really have any tours, like streaming music goes a long way to support yes. the band to be able to go to the studio and produce stuff. It's a must. Yeah. And uh, on YouTube, you can check our music videos. We got like graffiti videos. Uh, we got uh, different uh, shorter videos about different uh, charity campaigns that we're doing. Yep. You can go to fireandflames.com. Uh, Fire and Flames Music on Facebook. This is our label in uh, Europe. And you can order our merch. We ship worldwide, uh, everywhere. And these guys ship from Germany, so you don't have to worry about stuff getting stuck in Russia and being lost in Siberia. It will most likely (laughs) get to you uh, from Germany. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can uh, get us. And you can also get our uh, charity uh, merch there. And uh, we give all the profits to... Uh, different charity organizations and we post reports on our website moscowdeathbrigade.com yeah cool shit cool shit and um siberian meat grinder what's the word i don't know what you're talking about i don't know the band name yeah <laughs> who are they who are they <laughs> yeah yeah I've, um, um any any other new any new bands coming out that we should look out for before we get out of here any you guys got any um I don't know anything popping out of there. I, I, I always yeah, man. You know, you, you gotta look out for that. There might be a track coming with uh, Master Death Brigade and Boy Rock of Madball. Yeah, yeah. But look hey, out you know, for you that. never know what might happen. 
Listen. Keep your eyes You never know. You never know. But listen, fellas, for real, I'm glad you guys came on. I love your guys' grind. I'm a big fan. You know that. Hopefully, we can fucking make it happen. You know, if we see you, hopefully you guys come to the States and we'll see you on this side. Or if we make it, when we make it over there, you know, we got to play oh, yeah. some shit together. But Absolutely. let everybody know what's up out there. Listen, everybody go check them out. Support the fucking scene. And we out of here. The Smoking Word Podcast. Thank you, man. It's, it's a big honor. Thank you very much. You know what's up, fam? Your one love. We'll talk soon, guys. I'll let you know when we drop this episode, all right? Appreciate it. Thank Peace. You. Peace. Man, man, man.